0: Hello, all you beautiful people. This is Optimistically Depressed, and I am your host, Ruth McMullen, and we are proudly sponsored by Simple Rituals Skin Care. Angela, my love goes out to you all the time. You should definitely check out all of her stuff, simplerituals.ca. She has a great... A great lineup of skincare products. And actually, it's kind of funny. I have with me here good old Spencer. Hello. <laughs> and it's funny because the first time I was just I was just thinking the very first time I talked about being sponsored was when I was doing podcasts with you.
1: It would have been yeah, the first the first one that we did would have been with the first time that you were sponsored. Yeah. That was It was a while ago now. That was yes, nearly a month ago. It feels like
0: it feel. It must have been. I think so. I think you're about right. It's been a little while.
1: It's probably close to that. Yeah, yeah.
0: It was good times.
1: It was yeah. It was it was something. It was. (laughs) I loved it, but it was yeah. I loved it. It it. was different.
0: It was well. It was very different experience. Here we are back in the closet.
1: Uh, Yeah, (laughs) this is really what I was excited about.
0: Getting back in the closet. Yeah. I think my yeah. hair got caught. My hair got caught on my dress. One of my dresses. Ah, there we go.
1: The, the joys of being jammed into a closet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, this time, instead of coffee, though, you had a little... Wine. A little wine. Yeah. So Your well,
1: old elixir. It's the second of two things that keeps me alive: (laughs) (laughs) alcohol and caffeine.
2: Alcohol.
0: So. Yeah, I feel like that's starting to become the story of my life.
2: Mm.
0: Yeah, morning, wake up, have a coffee. Oh what? Wine down.
2: I
1: thought you started with wine. (laughs) (laughs) I've been doing this wrong for how long? (laughs) It's a mug of wine and a glass of coffee, right? (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah, no, you're fine. Oh, okay. You're doing it right. Yeah, I figured that it was interchangeable.
0: <laughs> yeah, it definitely okay. is. Because people can't tell when you have wine in your mug because it's all just dark.
1: Yeah, they just look at you weird when you've got coffee in your wine glass.
0: <laughs> they they do look at you weird when that happens. Yeah. But then, but they don't think that you have a problem. (laughs) No, no. Why would they? Why would they? You just have coffee in your wine glass. No,
1: I'm crazy, but I don't have a problem.
0: Neither of us have a problem. (laughs) That's why we're here doing this podcast. Yeah. Because we don't have problems.
1: We're not going to talk for an hour about our
2: problems.
0: (laughs) About our problems. Oh my goodness. You know what? Honestly... I think this is the hardest I've laughed all week.
1: Oh, it definitely. Yeah. I think just like on a personal level, like I find the most I laugh is is talking with you. Because <laughs> really? I'm I would so... yeah, I would say that it's like a high point, even though we're talking about such a crappy subject. I know. <laughs> but
0: it's so great. Mission yeah. accomplished.
1: It makes it light. Makes think, it light.
0: Thank you. I yeah, and I feel like you have a you have an excellent sense of humor, which last time you said was a way of you coping slash ignoring.
2: The I'm,
1: not, I'm not sure if we'd call it an excellent sense of humor. I, I taste probably really horrible. Twisted. Yeah, twisted, <laughs> um, dark, humor. dark, uh, but twisted
2: it
0: and dark sense of humor it does
1: the trick in in making me forget for a little
0: while. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> oh my goodness. This is great. This is so great. I've, uh, like, so, like, we're just gonna get right into how our weeks were. Yeah,
1: let's start with you. Okay. I feel like yours is more interesting than mine was. You do? Oh, yeah.
0: Well, thank you so much. Cause I feel like my weeks are generally just the same.
1: Well, yeah. But I feel like there's probably some more meaning behind the past <laughs> week. <laughs> I feel like mine is pretty monotonous.
0: <laughs> Yours is pretty monotonous. So, um it's I'm gonna be i am I'm gonna be talking about this and I don't know when I'm gonna be putting out this podcast. So by the time this podcast comes out, I might be way out of the spunk that I'm in right now. But right now, as of March third.
1: Is that what day it is? Yeah. Oh yeah. Jeez.
0: I know. Um, I had a weird week. The last, like, three weeks have been feeling like I've been been dragged through mud, right? And then I'm kind of like, oh, okay, good. There's the end of the mud puddle. And then it turns out the next, it's like there's broken glass after that. (laughs) And I just get dragged through that.
1: That's awful. Uh, Yeah. So you were mentioning that it was sort of, like... There was some medical relation there.
0: Yes. So, I forgot to take my one of my pills, the aripiprazole, which helps me be motivated mm-hmm. and I'm a, I'm kind of thinking it must have something to do with helping me with the depression as well because since I've stopped taking it accidentally. I forgot because the whole household has been sick, I've been sick. It's been Absolute chaos, and I've just been forgetting to take care of myself. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, since I stopped, I suddenly, like, it was like I was sleeping more, sleeping more, sleeping more. Didn't realize that I was, like, so tired in the Mm -hmm. morning. And I just kind of figured that it was because of everything that's been going on. But then all of a sudden, it was like, I'm, like, losing the will to live. Mm -hmm. And then, like, the other day, I... Like, thought that I was, like, kind of doing a little better. I was getting over a strep throat, mm-hmm. like, no longer feeling the symptoms of it. Everybody, for the time being, like, was pretty healthy. I was getting more sleep. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden, during the day, I was... It was like, I started to feel, like, physical effects mm-hmm. of being so depressed. Yeah. And I went to bed. I just, Oh, like, really? Yeah, I went to bed. Jeez. Yeah, and I stayed there for a few hours.
1: I feel like after listening to you talk like I should go see a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> like not to make light of the subject, but I'm realizing that like that's something that should be looked at. <laughs>
0: it should maybe be looked into. Yeah. They could they can they could probably hook you up with some pretty good pills.
1: <laughs> I hope so.
0: <laughs> I, know. I know. Oh my goodness. And then like the, the other thing is though it's like I did realize then that I was off of the aeropicol. Mm-hmm. and I was kind of like, oh, I would have gone with through withdrawal while I was sick and just not realized yeah. it. And then I was kind of like, maybe I don't actually need it anymore. Maybe I'm actually okay. And then I had that day where I went back to bed, and that was like – and it wasn't even during that time that it clicked for me. yeah. It wasn't until the next morning, when I woke up after having like a pretty good night's sleep, yeah, and having the huge nap the previous day, and then I couldn't drag myself out of bed. I was like, "What's the point?" Yeah, Yeah. and then I was like, "Oh, I need to go back on the aripiprazole," and that was, and it was so discouraging for me. I was like, "What's wrong with me? Like, why Mm -hmm. I like I have I have to go back on medication? Like, I do. I still need medication, and I was just kind of hoping that like maybe I was fixed, Mm -hmm. which is it's funny because I because the logical part of me knows that it doesn't work that way. Like, I mean, I know that I know that there are cases where it does work that way for some Mm -hmm. people, but I also know that it doesn't normally work that way. Yeah." And so the fact that I'm not the exception to the rule made me all, like, feel really bummed out and, like, I was a failure.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I had, you know, I had some great conversations with some people that I admire, look up to.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, like, one of them being my mother-in-law. And she was like, you know, I'm still on medication. I have to take medication every day. Yeah. And it's been, like, 20 over 20 years oh
1: geez really yeah
0: and she's just like this is part of what I need to make it so that my brain gets the chemicals that it needs to make me who I am to make me me kind of yeah you know and and then another person was Angeline my hair my hair stylist okay who I did a podcast with yesterday yes and she and she said Basically, like, the same thing in a different way mm-hmm. that also—it's nice to hear the same thing in a couple different ways. <laughs> yeah. Because it helps drive it home a bit more.
1: Like, there's there's definitely that exception to the rule. Like, there's always an exception to every rule. But, like, in this case, it would be, like, giving an amputee, like, a prosthetic. And then, like, two years into it, taking away the prosthetic. <laughs> And then them just being like, Well, it didn't work. <laughs> it didn't did. it didn't grow back. Didn't grow <laughs> back. <laughs> just because I was walking with it doesn't mean I can't walk without it. <laughs> I love
2: this. That's another excellent way
0: of putting it. Yes, thank you.
1: Because it's it's not like a it's 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 like any other medical and I think that's like the big problem with society. It's like people don't realize that it's like a medically diagnosed issue like it's not just like people are feeling down or whatever it might be it's like this is something that can be diagnosed by a doctor like someone who's a certified doctor Mm. and can prescribe medication for it it's the same thing as anything else like a doctor would notice that you don't have a leg anymore and prescribe (laughs) you a prosthetic that fits properly they're going to prescribe you a medicine that that fits properly with your body to make sure that everything works
0: i love that look at you i'm I don't know where that came from. That just came. You were struck with brilliance.
1: Yeah. It's the wine.
0: It's the wine. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I know. It makes me smarter, too. Mm.
1: I tried it for math, though. It doesn't work the same. <laughs> Being drunk during your finals is not a good idea.
0: It's not? No. Okay. I'll... No. Would I'll... not recommend. <laughs> okay. Noted.
1: So you had you had a pretty crappy week, I'm guessing, yeah, because of yeah. all of that.
0: It was a crappy week, and mm-hmm. and and it's only and it's only because of that. Yeah. Because I had things happen mm-hmm. that were so awesome. I had like some people say some really great, encouraging things to me, mm-hmm. and like it were it, like all other aspects of my week were actually like quite great. I had a nice week. Well,
1: that's good. Like it, at least you know that you can have like that. It wasn't. Like a reoccurring thing, you know what I mean? Like there's, there's, next week or whenever the medicine starts to set in, like you know that it's not, it's not gonna stay like that. Yeah, you know what I mean, like you, there's still that light at the end of the tunnel. Like okay, I get back on the medicine, I, I have something to look forward to. Right. Because I know what it's like off of it, and I know what it's like on it. Yeah. And on it is way better.
0: On it is way better. Yeah. I'm more myself, like, oh, and. Like the, yeah, this week I've, like everything I have to do, Mm -hmm. like just took so much more effort. And I had to like, I remember now it's like flashbacks from before I went on medication, Mm -hmm. like having to talk myself through everything that has to be done. Yeah. Like each step, like, okay, like tonight I was making, I was making supper for my kids and like we, like we just did a quick supper tonight. It was a pizza, a frozen pizza. And then, um, but my daughter who's getting sick, what? (laughs) another sickness coming into the house um anyway wanted porridge and i was like porridge is probably healthier than the pizza so yeah yeah, sure i'll make you some porridge but i had to actually talk myself through it like so i'm like okay it's okay we're going to just boil the water Mm -hmm. and then right when the water's boiling all you have to do is put a scoop of oatmeal in. it's okay like it was like i had to Coach yourself through Coach myself through each simple step because each step felt difficult, like really difficult. Jeez. Yeah.
1: That's like, I can't even imagine what it was like. Like, I I feel like I'm in a constant state of like, like I know where I am. Mm -hmm. So I've become okay with that. But I can't imagine going from something better than that and backtracking. Like, I feel like that's the biggest thing. It's not, it's not even just like the state that you're in, but it's the fact that, like, you know, that there's something better. You know, that there's something easier.
2: Mm.
1: Now you're back to where you were before.
0: Yeah. It feels kind of crappy.
1: Yeah. I feel like, I feel like that would be even worse than just being like depressed in general. Like,
0: yeah, um, it, it might kind of be because it's just like, it's so.
1: It's just like, it's like getting sick. Yeah. Like, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. you, you know that it's like when your nose gets stuffed. You know when your nose is stuff, like you start to appreciate what breathing is like. (laughs) Like that's not something it's not something that you ever do and not something that you should ever question. Like thinking to yourself, Wow, I miss breathing through my nose. (laughs) Like that's not something that any regular person does. But as soon as you get sick, the first thing you think of is like I miss my nose. (laughs) I miss being able to use this. Everything is so much worse now. Yes. So I can definitely see why your week would have been so much crappier because of
0: that. It's like I miss feeling like... Normal. Normal. Yeah. (laughs) I miss having the will to live.
2: (laughs) Sorry,
1: where do I find that?
0: (laughs) It's a very secret place.
1: (laughs) Apparently.
0: Oh, my goodness. Okay, so that's my week. You tell me about your week.
1: My week? My week was pretty uneventful. I guess by my standards, my week was pretty uneventful. Like, we had the Halifax Social Network event, and those are always awesome. I love going to those.
2: Yeah, they are. And
1: uh, we had... And, like, side note, like, those events, like, I'm doing a project on that, that event for one of my classes.
0: What? Seriously? Yeah,
1: and it was, like, honestly, the class of the bird class, and I really don't like it, but... Um, <laughs> Like, okay. it was so cool thinking about it from a different perspective going to those events. Because usually I go to the events and, you know, I talk to my friends and I, I do the whole thing. And I love listening to people talk, but I never try and, like, take it in. Right. But this time I was really thinking to myself, like, I want to know what they're talking about because I'm going to have to write about it. Right. And so it was really interesting to to look at it from a different perspective. So that was cool. Um, and then I had, like, a finance two midterm on Friday and that was kind of crappy and, like, uh, I found out that I wasn't getting that management position,
2: oh, which sorry. was kind of
1: crappy. But yeah. it's understandable. Like, it wasn't, like, a a factor of, like, me not being good enough for the position, which was helpful. Right. Okay. But it was, like, a your availability isn't there. And I knew that from the start. Right. Um, it's just weird when you get something into your head. Yes. And I feel like it's so much more for people who deal with any sort of, I don't want to say like mental instability, but like any sort of mental illness. Like you get something in your head and you really want it and you really want it and you really want it. And like, even if it's something that's completely irrelevant, like it could be something imaginary, but you just think to yourself like, that's something that I would enjoy.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then when someone tells you no, like it just comes crashing down. Yes. So there was that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then work and all the other tedious things. Like it wasn't anything too interesting.
2: Mm-hmm. So yeah,
1: pretty boring week. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's boring. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it sounds like it sounds like a full week.
1: I feel like I don't know what else there is though. Like I feel like I don't have weeks where I'm not always doing something. Yeah. Like, I feel like my life is just going from one thing to another and like praying that I've got time to get coffee <laughs> in between them.
0: <laughs> Do you like having it like that? Do you like having a life where it's like that?
1: I get stressed out if I've got too much free time. And that was really? something that happened, like, this weekend. So my week was, like, pretty busy up until Friday. But usually I work, like, 10 or 15 hours on Friday. And then I'll work 10 or 12 hours on Saturday. And then I'll work Sunday. And, like, then I start the next week. But this wow. week I, I worked Saturday night, but, like, I didn't work Saturday morning. And all of Friday all I was doing was studying for my midterm. So once the midterm was done, I didn't have anything Friday night and I didn't have anything Saturday morning. And I was just like, I don't know what to do with myself. I felt so anxious the whole time because I, I, I wasn't used to having free time. And like, I'm used to just bouncing around and doing one thing after the other and like knowing my schedule and knowing what was coming up. But I had given away the shift on Saturday, like kind of last minute. So I hadn't planned anything. And I was like, I, I don't know what to do. And we ended up going to the market and like spending the morning there. And that was really nice. But I felt like the whole time I was just so anxious. I was like, okay, I have to go to work. 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 I only worked at like 3.30. But I ended up showing up at like 2 o'clock.
2: What? Yeah.
1: And just being like, hey, I'm here. We don't open for another two hours. But I'm just going to do stuff because I don't know what else to do. So I just clocked in and started working. Yeah. So that's my life.
0: Wow. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think I've ever done that. Uh, I'm trying to think. You know what? After I, when I had, like, pretty severe postpartum and I got a part-time job, Mm -hmm. I maybe, like, I maybe did that. Like, but I, uh, because it was kind of like I had an opportunity to drop the kids earlier, Mm -hmm. like, off somewhere earlier and then go in. I maybe have done that, but I can't remember. And I don't remember ever really wanting to.
1: Yeah, I don't know why I do this. And it's, like, I know that I've got other things I could potentially do, like, in advance. Right. Like, I've got projects that I could work on and, like, have that stuff done. Okay. But I've got this weird thing where it's, like, if it's not that week, like, it's not in my head. So it's, okay. like, I'll go in and work an extra two hours or whatever, and then I'll work the next day. And then I've got a project that's due, like, two days later. But if it's not in that week and I'm not, like scheduling it out in my head, then I'm not thinking about it. It's just like, in this moment, I have free time. I need to do something now or else I'm going to start freaking out.
0: Do you ever just like watch TV?
1: Yes. And it's weird because I'll sit on my phone and watch like YouTube for hours. But like I get bored really quick. So like it'll get to a point where I'm going through YouTube videos like all the time. It's just like, I'll watch two minutes of this and then switch and then watch two minutes of this and then switch. Like, I I just get to a point where I'm, like, anxious. But if I don't have anything for the rest of the day, I'm usually okay. But if I've got something at night and I've got the morning open, like, I'm stressed out. I'm only thinking about what I've got to do that night. Whoa. Yeah, it's really weird. I don't know why my brain does that, and it's, like, it happens all the time.
0: Interesting. Yeah, it's very odd. Maybe you do need to be hooked up with some pills.
1: Yeah. Some serious <laughs> math. What? <laughs> uh,
0: I, I, maybe I feel like I've been promoting pills a lot. I want to, I want to specify, doctor prescribed, pills, <laughs> the good pills.
1: Don't just take street drugs. Don't take
0: street <laughs> drugs. That's not what I'm pushing for. No, I'm not pushing street drugs.
1: Yeah, only of doctor
0: only doctor drugs, doctor drugs yeah. that you are prescribed to personally yeah
1: just cuz they're prescribed to somebody
0: <laughs> doesn't mean they're doesn't prescribed mean, to you yeah yeah <laughs> that yeah that's also very important to clarify
1: mm-hmm. we were talking at the Halifax social network event yes And there was something I thought about that I didn't talk about in the last podcast that I thought I would mention on this one.
0: Ooh, yeah. Bring it on.
1: And it was, um, like, me personally, and this was something I was telling to you, it's like, I have to thank my tattoo artist. And I have to give him, like, the biggest thanks in the world for this. And my parents hate me for it. Like my parents hate my tattoos with a passion. Like my mom's gotten okay with it. Like my parents know them and they don't like lock me in my room and despise me because I have (laughs) tattoos. Okay. But they hated them when I got them. Okay. But I have to say thanks to him because since then, like I find I can look in the mirror, and like appreciate what I'm seeing. Like I hated looking in the mirror before I got them. Like, there is a deep-rooted passion in how much I dislike what I look like.
0: That is so sad.
1: And it's like, I've told people this before, and they're like, that's horrible to say. Like, why are you saying that? But, like, I was thinking about this the other day. Like, I want to get a nose piercing. And, like, I want to dye my hair blonde. And I want to get more tattoos. And it's like, it's not because I think it's trendy or anything, but it's because I don't like looking in the mirror. Or, like, I'll get my hair cut and, like, switch it ways. like, now I've got my hair parted to the right, but usually I part it to the left.
0: I thought your hair looked different. But
1: like, it looks significantly longer now. It
0: totally does. But it's because
1: I get bored so fast and I start looking in the mirror and I just don't like what I see. So huh. I feel this need to change it all the time.
0: So is that, do you think that's, like, somehow connected to some, like, deep self-loathing
1: like, I hate myself? Yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I despise myself as a human being. Like, there's... <laughs> I really don't like myself.
0: What is it about you that you don't like?
1: Um... I don't know where it comes from. And I'm not sure if it's because I thought other people didn't like me. Or if it was because I just, like, don't like myself in general. But I've just... Like, there's never been a time where I've thought to myself, like, oh, like, you've you've peaked. Like, you're good. Like people like you i've always just been like no i they're all fake like i don't like myself like why would anybody else like me like oh yeah and it's like staring in the mirror every morning like trying to get ready i'm like seeing all these flaws and like changing my outfits all the time and like just trying to find ways to make myself look better for other people i guess or like it's not even for other people it's just so that i can go outside and feel confident walking around like thinking I don't look like a bag and
2: really? it's, it's just
1: always been like that oh yeah like that's why I'm so deep into like male fashion and like trying to make sure that I've got like really nice clothing that I can put on just to compensate for the fact that I don't like the way I look huh yeah
0: so okay what uh what things what specific things do you not like about you
1: Is I don't like it- I don't like my face
0: you don't like your face? No,
1: I think it looks really weird, and like my, are we gonna go into details here? Like you want like in depth?
0: Let's yeah, let's do that.
1: Like I don't like my ears at all. Like I think they're way too big for my head. Really? Oh yeah, and like trying like now I'm trying to think of what I look like in a mirror. Um, I spent a lot of time like as a kid and like growing up, I was an athlete. Like that's what I did. Yeah. And like it was good to be like thin, but then everyone else started like filling out. And I'm still like 160 pounds soaking wet and like looking at myself in the mirror and seeing how skinny I am and like seeing how disproportionate I am size wise. And like then growing a foot didn't help. And then like another weird thing is like, I think the back of my head is like significantly higher than the front of my head. So now I've got this big swoop in my hair in the front. So you can't see how much higher the back of my head looks like to myself yeah it's a really weird way to explain it but like if i look in a mirror you can see like most people would see like their forehead and like the, the face on structure right but for some reason i notice like the top back half of my head so now i've got this big soup in my hair because i can't see it
0: interesting yeah
1: it's really weird and it's like a weird way of thinking about it but i just like nitpick And so then I'll try and find a way to, like, change it. And then it's just one thing after. It's just, like, a never-ending cycle of trying to fix the way I look. Really? Yeah. And then I got these tattoos. Yes. And I absolutely love them. Like, I think they are so gorgeous. And, like, that's why I have to thank my tattoo artist so much. Mm -hmm. But it gives me a reason to look in the mirror now. Because now I can see these and I think, yeah, those are really beautiful. Like, they definitely help you look better. Huh. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So then, okay, do you think that any of your personality shows through in your looks? Do you feel like that? Oh, definitely. And you don't, like, do you not like your personality either? Or do you like your personality?
1: Um, I wouldn't say, like, my personality. I guess that's a hard question to answer. Um, I would say that my style comes out in the way I dress. Like, it's rare that I'll go out anywhere without trying to put myself together to look good.
2: Hmm.
1: Like, now we're sitting in your closet, and I think my outfit is ridiculous. Really? Oh, yeah.
0: It's because you're looking at all my awesome clothes.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, I really <laughs> <laughs> wear that silk.
0: There the it is right there. That's <laughs> what I
1: want to wear. Um, you may borrow it. <laughs> I'm not sure it would fit. <laughs> um but, like, it's, it's rare that I'll go out anywhere and not try to look, like, the best I can. Dress-wise, at least. Like, with the nicest clothes and, the, like, the nicest outfit put together. And mm-hmm. it's funny because one of my girlfriend's friends sent her a text the other day. And it's, like, her best friend. And she was like, it's funny because... Now, this is my girlfriend that she's talking about. She, she'd said, you know, it's funny that when you go out anywhere, you wear the same dress and the same heels all the time since, like, high school. But when Spencer gets dressed up, she's always got like the nicest suits on, and it's always something new and it's always something different. And it's like that's what I strive for because I hate the way I look. So I keep trying to make myself look better through the clothes I wear because I can't I, I can only change my skin and my my facial appearance so much and my height and my weight, but the things I wear, I can change. So huh. that's always been my big way of sort of expressing like, you know, the things I like, the style I like, sort of my personality through my clothing. So that's why I love men's fashion. Like, I've always been super intrigued by that.
0: Interesting. Yeah.
1: That's also, like, one of the biggest reasons that I, have like, I have such a good relationship with Meech. Meech. Because I love Meech's style. And I,
0: yeah, he does. He has fantastic style.
1: He's the best. Like, mm-hmm. I think he puts together clothing like nobody else in the city.
0: It's, yeah, you're <laughs> correct in that.
1: So I always talk to him and that's one of the reasons like we first got talking is because I loved what he was wearing. Hmm. And so immediately I was drawn to him in the sense that like I, you know what you're doing. Hmm. And I always feel like, you know, being a 21 year old, like people don't always look at you the same way. Like me trying to become a manager, you know what I mean? Like I'm going to, I'm going to dress to make people think something differently of me.
0: Okay. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm,
1: I'm gonna dress for the job I want, not the job I have. Right. So I don't know. It's, it's been a weird cycle of, of trying to make myself look better through, you know, these styles that I can create instead of, you know, just loathing over the fact that I hate the way I look. Wow. Yeah.
0: Huh? Do you think like then would you say that you have an inaccurate way of looking at yourself, like of seeing yourself?
1: From what other people have told me, yes. Yeah um from a personal point of view no right yeah but i think that's kind of part of the me Problem. hating myself right. yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's all part of me hating myself <laughs> um you know obviously like my mom's going to tell me oh, you know you're so handsome or whatever um and not to sound not to make my girlfriend sound like she's petty or, or anything but you know the fact that i have one would probably be an indicator that i don't look as bad as i think right But there's still that, that point of view of like, I wake up and I look in the mirror and I'm just like, you know, why, why is, are these the looks that I get?
2: Hmm. And
1: like, you know, working in the restaurant industry, I don't think helped that at all because the restaurant industry generally lends itself to people that look really good. Mm -hmm. And so I'm surrounded by, you know, men and women alike that I find look good. And I think to myself like, okay, why am I here though? Like I don't fit into these puzzle pieces.
0: See, it's interesting that you would assume then that you don't fit in, and ask why you're there instead of being like.
1: Yeah, it doesn't make any sense.
0: Right. Like well, yeah.
1: my my logic doesn't make sense at all, and mm-hmm. like I understand that.
0: But you. Don't but I'm still it. yeah. 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 I'm I. Still, yeah. I totally get that. Okay. You know what? I can I can actually personally relate mm-hmm. because. I've, um, I've felt like an ugly person Mm -hmm. and I was talking with someone a little while ago and they were like, why, like, you don't act like a pretty person.
1: Okay. I yeah, I see where you're going.
0: Okay. And they were like, that's kind of unusual that you don't behave like you know that you look good. It's like, you know that you look good.
1: Like you're humble and you look good. Is I, like what they're
0: getting at. I think that was what they were getting at. Okay. And I was thinking about that. And I was th- and I was thinking, well, that's because I feel like an ugly person.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And it I think a lot of it kind of goes back to my like definitely growing up. hmm Because I saw like, you know, you would reference TV. Mm-hmm. You see these good-looking people and they're treated a certain way. They're treated mm-hmm. really well and, like, everybody loves them. And I was bullied a lot and, like, didn't have, like, the healthiest, like, household mm-hmm. with, like, my dad being schizophrenic and bipolar and then some, like, later stuff that happened, too. and definitely not
1: the healthiest home to be in, certainly.
0: Yeah, definitely not the yeah. healthiest. And so it... So then it kind of... It did make me, I think it did kind of make me conclude in a certain way that part of it had to do with the fact that I mustn't be a pretty person. Yeah.
1: Because a yeah, pretty person that. wouldn't
0: be treated that way.
1: Okay, yeah. No, I get where you're going with that, definitely. Yeah.
0: And then it also translated into other things like, I must be a big, dumb, annoying idiot.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> yeah. And I think I relate to that um, in the sense of like now not in the same way cuz like i feel like our personalities are very different in the sense that like you're a very nice person and Thank like you. coming from the same point of view like as the person that, that mentioned to you like seeing somebody that looks like you and then seeing the personality that you have it doesn't usually match up huh so from a personal standpoint like i can understand where that person was coming from being like you don't act like you're pretty Huh. Which I think is sort of, like, I don't know if that sort of pushed towards the personality that I have to try and compensate for that or, like, because I would, like, outside of my friends, I would say my personality is, like, pretty asshole-esque. Like, I'm not, (laughs) I'm not, I'm not the (laughs) nicest person.
0: Okay. See, I, I would, I haven't seen that part of you, so.
1: And, I think that's the weird part when I'm talking to people that, like, I enjoy being around. Okay. Because to other people, I'm definitely, like, or it, it could even just be a personal point of view. Like, I might just think I'm a dick. Right. And not actually be a dick. Okay. I, I don't really know. But with the same thing with you, like, I was bullied as a kid. mm And, like, that made it really hard because being, like, five foot nothing and, like, 90 pounds, like, being literally the smallest kid around... Yeah. and getting bullied and then, like, just hating the way I looked. So I ended up getting, um, like, a jaw realignment process and braces and ended up growing, like, two feet. Mm-hmm. But that personality sort of stuck with me through all of that. Mm-hmm. So I think that sort of contributed to the person I am now because I'm still thinking back to what I was before. You know, Mm -hmm. in my mind, nothing's really changed. And, like, I've shown people my license, even just the difference in my license from six years ago to now. Mm -hmm. And there's a huge change. But in my mind, I'm like, I still look like the same person. And I just hate that so much. Like, that's why I enjoy being behind the camera and not in front of the camera. Okay, I don't like photos myself or looking in the mirror or, you know, seeing myself in videos. Like... I enjoy being behind the camera because I can capture the side of people that, you know, they don't always get to see. And that, you know, is, is good looking and, and looks really good in portraits. And But I would never let someone do that to me. Hmm. Yeah.
0: Huh. You know what? That is a shame. Because, you know, I got to say, one word that would describe you is dapper. Dapper? Yeah, you're dapper.
1: Thank you. You're welcome. That's uh, – I think that's where I try to go with my style. Yeah. Like, I try to make myself look older and look more professional and look my – like, I'm not somebody I, – I will never wear sweatpants outside of the house. Mm. Never, ever. Like, you won't <laughs> – not to school, not to exams, not to the grocery store in the middle of the night. Like, mm. I will put on khakis and my brown dress shoes and a sweater and go to the grocery store at 1 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Just too impress Yeah, I will not go out in my sweatpants, and I think my girlfriend can vouch for that. I think in the time that we've dated, I might have gone outside once in sweatpants. Hmm. Like I hate it so much. Right. And it's weird because I'll judge other people too.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah.
1: And it's like it's just become this per- like this personal vendetta of of having this well dressed population of people, <laughs> and I really don't know why. <laughs>
0: That's so funny. I've I've felt the same way. I'm mm-hmm. starting to kind of get out of it a little bit. I had some humbling experiences in mm-hmm. the past couple of years where it's like, um, again, like, it's just like, you know, you get into periods of your life where you're like, I'm just getting by. I'm just getting by. Yeah. And I've had mornings where, like, kids are, like, where we, we've we all been really sick and um, whatever. Things are going on. And I'm, like, getting the kids on the bus is, like running a marathon. Yeah. And then they finally, like, this is when I worked, this is when I had a full-time job that was outside of the home, but oh, okay. I worked it inside the home, Okay, where <laughs> like, I worked at home. So I, like, very quickly got out of, like, I was just kind of like, I'm not going to dress up because I have so many other things to do yeah. and I can get a little bit more sleep and it's not like anyone's going to see me, so yeah. I'm going to sleep in and then just... wear my sweatpants during the day and do my work. Mm -hmm. And so anyway, I remember I had to get Owen to daycare or like to our friend who watched him. Mm -hmm. And then, um, I got him to her house and I was wearing like the sweatpants, my high heels, huge socks, (laughs) My and like I hadn't showered, my hair was like thrown up in some kind of whatever, yeah. And then I but and then I had like my my nice coat on because I don't have not nice coats, yeah. And realized I had to drop something off at the school, and so it was just kind of and I didn't have time, like I had too much to do, I didn't have time to like go home and kind of like get myself presentable and go in, so it was just like. All right, I'm doing this. Yeah. So I I remember I walked into the office, and the ladies there, who knew me and, like, knew how I generally like to present myself in a nice way, Mm -hmm. looked at me, and they laughed. (laughs) And I I just laughed. We were all laughing. I was just like, yeah, here I am.
2: (laughs) That's definitely a humbling
1: experience. Yeah, that would be mortifying. (laughs) I would be dying inside at every moment of that. It
2: was yeah
0: I I just thought it was funny. I yeah. thought it was oh, yeah. funny, but but like and and that was when I also realized, hey, I've kind of changed yeah because that because because there was a period in my life where I would have been absolutely mortified. yeah. like there was a point in my life where I wouldn't even go to the park if I hadn't like showered and I get that. yeah.
1: And like it's such a weird feeling. Like, feeling this need to present yourself to other people.
0: Yeah. Like, who
1: really cares what those other people think?
0: Right, yeah.
1: But in my mind, and I'm sure in your mind at that point, like, that's all that matters is what other people think about you. Mm -hmm. And it's this really, like, it's really tough to get over caring about what other people think.
0: It is, yes, yes. And, like,
1: I'll go every day telling people that I don't care what other people think. Mm -hmm. Like, every moment I get, I'll tell them to stuff it and you know who cares about that <laughs> Right. but that is like the biggest thing I care about is what other people think about me mm-hmm. and like just pushing that impression and like you know sometimes you fake it to right. get there but it's it's ensuring that like people think that you're this this kind of person that's put together and that's that's eloquent or dapper and 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 living this life that you know maybe you're not Mm-hmm. You know I'm a student that's working two part time jobs to to make it through like I don't live this lavish lifestyle, but you know I put on custom made suits and go out and drink fine wine because I want people to think that I'm somebody else.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know what i mean like yeah. i I'm trying to bypass the the what I look like physically by doing things that make me look better generally right It's really weird. Mm-hmm. It's definitely something I should stop doing at some point because yeah. I can't afford it. But
0: <laughs> but I totally get it. Yeah. I totally get it. Recently, I was actually called bougie. Really?
1: Uh-huh. And... I could see
0: that. Oh, thank you. I, you know what? No, I'm taking it as a compliment. <laughs> I'm totally taking it as a compliment. Because, okay, so, well, I was called bougie back in October. Yeah. And the person that called me bougie was someone that is bougie. Okay. And who I think is really cool. Yeah. Like, I look up to them. So when they called me bougie, I was just like, oh, my gosh, I'm in their club. <laughs> and then so they're Yeah. So that's me still caring. But what like still mm. what other people think or what certain people think. It's not like anybody now, but I definitely still have certain people. I'm like, I care a lot about what they think about me. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And anyway, so I just took it as such a compliment and everything. And then I was talking to another friend recently and I mentioned bougie and she was just like, you know, what that means, right? And I was like, I think I know what that means. And then she was just kind of like, yeah, well, like, she gave me an example where she was just like, you know, it's like if you had the exact same product and you could buy it for either $10 or $100, you would tend to go for the $100 thing. And I was just kind of like, oh, that hurts a little. I think it might be accurate. And then it was kind of like, you know what? I think I'm okay with it because here's my thinking. Yeah. Yeah. I think I am bougie. I think I am bougie, but I work hard. I am a hard worker. Oh, definitely. So I feel like that can make up for being a little bougie.
1: I would take that in stride. Like if someone told me I was bougie, I'd be like, you're goddamn right I am. (laughs) (laughs) And I work way too much just so that I can be.
0: Just so that you can be. Yeah.
1: Like I, uh, I don't know why. I feel the need to do that and it's I don't know if it's name brands or like product promotion or or what it is but like I feel weird not wearing like name brands Hmm. and I don't want to show the logo I don't I don't care if anyone else knows right it's just a personal thing Mm -hmm. and like Even going to the grocery store, like if I see something that's no name and something that's like Twizzlers, and this is exactly what they were hoping for. Like, this is what product promotion is all about. It's getting people like me to go after that brand. Right. But at the same time, I'm like, it's just the person I am. Like, that's the person I want to be. Like, I want to get to a point in my life where I can afford to purchase the things I want to, not out of necessity, Mm -hmm. but out of, you know... I see a five dollar pack of Twizzlers or a twenty dollar pack of Twizzlers, and I think to myself, "Well, I don't care about that fifteen dollars. Mm. Like that's where I want to be, mm-hmm. so I can buy that twenty dollar pack of Twizzlers just to go home and tell people I bought a twenty dollar pack of Twizzlers. <laughs> like it's it's <laughs> You're this weird of Twizzlers. yeah, it's a weird stage. Yeah, like I I care a lot about what people think, and yeah. I care about what my appearance is, mm. and I think that's one of the reasons I wanted that management job so bad.
0: Yeah." Okay. is
1: cuz I want people to think differently about me. Like I'm tired of bo- of being in like this cesspool of everyone else. Right. Like I want to be outside of that pool. I want to f- I want to make a name for myself and I want there to be some sort of acknowledgement in the fact that I have made a name for myself. I'm only 21. Yeah. Like I've only been working for a little over 6 years. But I just like I'm I'm so tired of that. Like I want I'm coping with my depression by faking who i am as a person.
2: Hmm.
1: Like faking the personality, like like trying to present myself as being someone significantly better than everyone else my age to cope with the fact that i hate myself.
0: That is some insight. Yeah. Wow. I really hate myself. <laughs> I like, I, yeah, uh, I totally remember having the same realization about myself. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I hate me. I don't hate myself anymore.
1: That's good. Yeah. I hope to get to that point.
0: Yeah. You, you yeah. seem smart. Thank you know, you. <laughs> you seem pretty smart. I think that you're probably going to eventually get to that point.
1: Yeah. yeah. I think I'll get to a point where I don't care anymore.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I don't, I guess maybe not caring anymore is not directly. Correlated to intelligence. Directly correlated? Directly related? Is not correlated to intelligence? Well, I'm not intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, but you just, like, you're working on it, right? You're working on it. So obviously, like, it just seems logical to conclude that you will get to the point where you no longer care about what other people think. Does that make sense? Yes. That makes sense.
1: I wouldn't say I'm working on my mental health,
0: but you, but you have, but you're like you're sitting here and you're talking to me, and you were like.
1: Oh, I acknowledge it. Yeah. I wouldn't say I'm actively working to fix it though.
0: Okay, so then would you say you don't want to right now?
1: I would say there's a part of me who's accepted that fact. Okay. That I have this mental health problem.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I would say that part of it makes me strive to prove to people that it doesn't matter if you've got a mental health issue, Mm -hmm. which I think is sort of taking steps in the wrong direction for some people. Mm -hmm. Um, I think some people would say, you know, that's making a bad, you know, if there's, if there's two people with a mental health issue and I'm, you know, working 40 hours a week and going to school and make my way like that might almost make it look bad for somebody else who, who doesn't cope with it like that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's giving a bad impression. And I can definitely understand that. Um, So part of me wants to say, you know, screw the mental health. Who cares? You know, it's going to affect me how it affects me. And I'm going to keep living my life as I always have and not work on it. Mm -hmm. Because I think that it pushes me to be somebody else. And then there's the other half of me that's dying on the inside or it's significantly dead on the inside that's being beat like a dead horse. And it's like, no, please do something you need to change the way that you're living because you're living off of caffeine and nicotine and nobody knows how you're still alive. So there's huh. definitely two contradicting sides there. And I think that um, there's definitely going to be a point where I, I make the realization like this is something that I have to tend to. Mm-hmm. And to be, you know, a caring person and, 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 you know, develop as a person, that's something that I'll have to look at. Mm-hmm. But for the time being, I'm like, I just want to prove to people that it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And that I can, you know, do whatever you can, even though I have this issue.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: we'll see what time brings for sure. Yeah. But it's not something I'm actively working on.
0: Okay. Yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm. I get that mentality too. I had the same. I had the same one when I first learned that I had postpartum.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't even imagine what that's like. Postpartum. Yeah.
0: Sounds like it's a lot like what you have right now. Oh really? Except for it's not postpartum because you didn't just have a baby.
1: I'm. I, Although. <laughs> I'm glad that I don't have the kids part of it. As bad as that sounds.
0: <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah. I well, I don't know. Like it. I I guess part of it is though. It's weird because like. You love your baby and you want to like, and you are just like, I want everything that's the best for you. I love you so much. I can't believe how much I love you. Mm -hmm. And then at the same time, you're like, I need a break. I need a break from you. And I think that part of that is normal. Mm -hmm. But I think that um, there was a part of it that was not normal. Okay. And that was the postpartum. part Where it was kind of like, I could easily get overwhelmed. And also there was something that was kind of preventing me from, I think, truly bonding. Mm-hmm. I think that that comes out in, in different ways for different people. Yeah. For, like, different women. Because I think that some, it comes out in a much more obvious way where they, like, are kind of like, no, I don't actually want anything to, to do with you. And they actually create that distance. Yeah. In my case, I I don't believe I really created that distance. Maybe there, Maybe I did, and I just don't yet realize that I did. But mm-hmm. I feel like I was still, I think that I was still pretty involved. Yeah, and like
1: it was a little bit more mild. Like you weren't actually, like, actively forcing your kids away. Yeah. It was it just was, like, a, it was a mental thing. It, it hadn't was become a, mental, a physical thing
0: Yeah, Yeah, it hadn't become a, that's exactly yeah. it. Yeah, it hadn't become a physical thing. It was a mental yeah, thing.
1: Definitely. So, yeah, and I mean, I think that's where it crosses a barrier, too. Hmm. Because at that point, it's not, it's not only affecting you, like, Yes. Then it's really affecting the child. Yeah. But like, you know, one, not to say that it's any less bad when it's just a personal
0: thing, but like. it. But it, it's kind of like, well, like it doesn't seem like it was hurting anybody else. So yeah. Yeah, it does make it. And a I think
1: that can be part of the struggle because mm-hmm. if it's not hurting anybody else, you have less, less reason to try and fix it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that
1: makes it, that's, it's sort of a double-edged sword. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like that.
0: No, me neither. I
1: never want kids. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I like,
0: like? I I understand. I mean, I like. Obviously, I, I think you've got a choice now. I don't. Well, I don't have a choice now, so it doesn't even matter. <laughs> <laughs> but that said, I am actually glad that I have that I have my kids. Kids? Yeah. yeah. And. Um, It's funny, actually. Today I was away. Like, I um, I volunteer at church. Mm -hmm. And so I was, like, I was away for a few hours. And the kids didn't come in because Sean couldn't bring them in because he's having really, like, some crazy issues with his hands. Mm -hmm. And he was in a lot of pain. And so I didn't see them there. And I had, like, a break from them for a few hours. And I was on my way home and I was just thinking... Like, I miss them so much. Okay, we're laughing. (laughs) I can't stop. (laughs) This is a a, a joke that happened previously before the podcast to do with Sean's hands. (laughs) I
1: I think I'm good now. I think I'm good. I think I'm okay.
0: Okay. Anyway, I was just thinking, oh, like I was thinking about like different things about my kids. And I was just thinking like, oh, I I miss that. They're Cute little hands, and mm-hmm. I miss their little faces, and I miss the way that they say this word and the way that they do this. And mm-hmm. like I was thinking, and it's only been like a few hours. Yeah. So that is a relief because, you know, at least now I know I actually like my kids.
1: That's definitely. <laughs> I'm glad that. How old's your oldest?
2: Eight. I'm glad that it
1: only took eight years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> glad that today was the realization today where you thought, realist. I like my minute. kids. I do
0: like my kids.
1: Yeah, the past eight years. <laughs>
0: jury was out trial period
1: (laughs) (laughs) just so you know after after eight years like that's that's really where you you have to make or break you can give away your kids until that point
0: until that point yeah Yeah. after the eight-year mark
1: yeah i am i've never and like i'm i always get flack for this because i'm 21 and people are always like oh you'll, you'll change your mind and like oh it doesn't matter now like you know a lot of, i i thought i you know i didn't want kids when i was 21 too and i'm like yeah but i'm not like most 21 year olds
0: you make you do make a good point there yeah. i keep forgetting that you're 21 you see you do seem a lot older because you're very responsible and... so
1: my thing is like i hear this from people all the time and they're like oh well when i was 21 like you know i didn't want kids and i'm like yeah but when you were 21 you weren't working 45 hours a week going to school and trying to build your career. You know what I mean? Like you were partying and you were living the life. Like that's not what I'm doing. Right, yeah. Like I'm actively trying to build my career now.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so I don't think there's going to be a point in my life where that changes. And I think it's difficult for some people to sort of make that connection that, you know, that's that's the choice I'm going to make. Which is weird.
0: It is weird. and you know, You know one of the things that's weird about that why does it matter to them so much?
1: I don't know why people care about my life so much. And it really bothers me huh. like a lot. Yeah. Like I'm, I wouldn't say I'm set in my ways because I'm always trying to change. Right. Um, except for my mental health. Um, but <laughs> um, people seem to have this weird act of passion in playing God in other people's lives. And it drives me absolutely insane. Yeah. I had a woman today at work and I work with her and I'm not going to say any names. Okay. Um, but I had been talking about how much I wanted to get this manager's position. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people had been really supportive about that and that sort of fueled that fire. But, um, she was like, Oh, well, you know, you have to get more experience and you have to do this and you have to do that. And I, I, just sort of snapped on the inside now it's like you don't know who I am like you don't know what I plan on doing you don't know what I have done you don't know what experience or inexperience I have you know I I could do anything why am I listening to you and why am I taking that to heart like yeah people that talk about having kids like why do I care what you did Why do I care how long it took you to have kids? Like if you had to listen to your parents, you would have seven children and I would have six brothers (laughs) because your parents had 14 kids. Right. You know what I mean? Like I feel like it's changing so often. I feel like that age gap and as bad as this is going to sound because you have a daughter. But I feel like the education when it comes to sexual matters is getting younger and younger.
2: Oh,
0: oh, it's oh, that's absolutely true. Yeah. So
1: I feel like the understanding of, of what steps you want to take is getting younger and younger, too. Like, I'm expected to pick what I want to do for the rest of my life before I graduate high school. But I don't have the mental capacity to decide whether I want to have kids or not. That seems foul.
0: That's a very good point.
1: Like, I can decide who's going to lead the country. man <laughs> oh. Before I get my full driver's license, like it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. I feel like there's, there has to be the acceptance that like kids these days, now this is not the general consensus because I know people older than me that are far less mature, but I feel like there's a, a better understanding younger now of sort of what steps people want to take to go in what direction,
2: hmm.
1: um, which is weird. I don't understand it. And I feel like there's also a split in the other direction. Like I feel like people are taking longer to figure out what they want to do. Mm, yeah. So.
0: I'm 32. Know. I'm still trying to figure out what I want to do. Yeah. Although I, I actually, I I, I, I want to do this. This is what I want to do. <laughs> well, I'm glad. <laughs> finally, <'cause>... <laughs> finally <laughs>
2: figured it out. <laughs> the,
1: what time is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I. P- the population's taking a weird turn. I think people are are really starting to make their own choices in Mm. terms of singularity. It's not a collective choice anymore. They're not doing what's best for the the general public anymore. They're Mm. doing what's best for themselves. And I think that's awesome. Like I think people being independent and and decisive in their own means um, is helping creativity a lot. I think it's allowing people to to be more proactive in a personal sense which I think is good Um, but I think people need to mind their own goddamn business too
0: amen
2: yeah
1: I hate people (laughs) (laughs) and on that note
0: (laughs) but actually we're like we're almost an hour in
1: we're very close I think the last one was like an hour and one minute
0: I think you're about right
1: yeah I think it was about that
0: that last this past hour went by incredibly fast
1: Yeah. And it's funny because I always get to the end of the podcast and think about what I've said and realize that I really didn't say much, which (laughs) freaks me out. So,
0: (laughs) yeah, I, uh, I think he said a lot. I think that the main point of this podcast here is self-loathing and hating people.
1: This one? Yeah, or like just this, like this podcast in general, like your podcast,
0: not my my podcast, but your this podcast. I feel like single. every one of my podcasts is
2: self loving <laughs> and self loathing, hatred, and hatred. Huh. Yeah, which is we're funny. Do this again. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, talk about more self loving and hatred.
1: I'm okay with that. I always finish the podcast and then realize that there's things I wanted to talk about. Okay. It's a good outlet too.
0: It's right.
1: Yeah, I think Thank more you. people should do this. Thank you. Like, I, I've i never felt comfortable talking to somebody about my self-loathing, especially in a closet. <laughs> um,
0: especially in a closet.
2: Yeah.
1: Or to a woman in general. Oh, right. So, like, I feel like your personality lends itself to, to being um, accepted. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like people can sort of relax a little bit when they're around you. Wow. Which is kind of cool.
0: Thank you so much. Oh no, that no is, problem. That's such a nice compliment.
1: It's the only compliment I've given all week. I,
0: like <laughs> <laughs> I am absolutely flattered. Anytime. Oh. That, I like that. <laughs> Thanks.
1: No worries. Cool. Huh,
0: maybe I maybe I'm gonna hate myself a little less now. Just because of I, I hope so. Because of that. Because of that comment. I hope so.
1: Yeah. Not just because of the comment, just because you're a genuinely good person <laughs> <laughs> you, say that,
0: you say that like you're saying as opposed to
1: because of my comment.
0: <laughs> <laughs> thank you. No, thank you. Oh, it's so great having you on. I yeah, this is really great. thank you. I've been like I've been so lucky to have like really great guests so far.
1: It's been surprising listening. To all the stories like I you hear all these horror stories about people that could never get an outlet to talk about their mental issues, which led to, you know, more severe issues and, and potentially different yeah. outcomes. Yeah. Um. But I've been seriously surprised at how well this podcast has done in terms of getting people that are willing to talk about it.
0: Yeah. You know what? Me, too.
1: It's kind of cool. It's it's a awesome. weird, weird it's, vibe. Yeah. I feel like if the walls had ears, they'd be terrified.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The walls would be terrified. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you again.
0: Thank you again. And I... Okay, so I've come up with another little thing that I say now, which is kind of funny because it is a bit contradictory to what you've been saying as far as hating people. Oh, no. But this is what I've been saying at the end of podcasts. And I think I like it, so I think I'm going to stick with it. So, first... I, I do want to sincerely thank everyone for listening because this is what makes this possible. Like, this is what makes this worth it. Mm-hmm. I think there are a few things, like, also being an outlet for my guests because I've been getting feedback from, I think, all of the guests saying that it was, like, a therape- uh, therapeutic experience.
1: Easily. Easily. The best experience I've had talking to somebody about mental illness.
0: That's amazing. Thank so you. I'm so I'm so happy. Like I'm so happy that that's the case. So yeah, that's definitely uh, that makes this worth it. Mm-hmm. And then people listening is just it's awesome. So thank you to you people out there listening. I really appreciate it. And if you wouldn't mind, if you could give me um, preferably a five star rating. <laughs> and review my podcast that makes it easier to be found and i also want you to remember that wherever you are i'm sitting here loving you that's the thing that i'm saying oh nice yeah and i and i think it's i mean it so i like it
1: (laughs) that's good though it's like very personable
0: yeah, okay, thank you. I, I mean, like, I some people might hear that and just be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that she's going to choose to say that. But I mean it, so please just accept it.
1: <laughs> like, you told me and, you told me that the other day. And I was like, I was sitting there and I was like, oh, that, like, feels good. Thank like, you. Like, I feel like even if I was wearing headphones listening to this, I would feel the same way.
0: Thank you. And, hey, people listening, if uh, if you're wondering if I mean it, send me a message. I'll let you know how much I love you. <laughs> all right that's that's that have a good night everybody i love you bye